Data is your best friend because it's unemotional. It's very, very, very factual. And so it's not waving a finger at you. It's just saying, hey, you, you have a problem, dig in a little bit. Or more importantly, you've got a problem coming. You can prevent that if you react now. <laughs> Hi, this is Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, host of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I want to serve you. This pandemic has been so hard on America's small businesses and on just America in general. If you're ready to start your dream business, boy, do I have a great offer for you. I am giving away 1,000 copies of my best-selling book, Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months. Over 100,000 people have this book. It has been printed in multiple languages around the world, and I wanted to find a way to serve America's small businesses in this pandemic. And so I'm giving away a thousand copies of my book. All you have to do to get your copy is head over to beginmybiz.com slash free offer to, you know, sign up for your copy. All you have to do is pay shipping and we will mail one out to you. I am so excited about this. I want to serve you. Grab your copy today. Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's the small biz lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hi, everybody. I'm Melinda Emerson, the small biz lady, America's number one small business expert. And I am so excited to welcome you to another edition of Small Biz Chat. The goal of the Small Biz Chat podcast is to give our small business audience an opportunity to hear sage advice from multiple angles so that you can take your small business to the next level. And I am so excited because my guest is the CEO of Ruby. I've got Kate Winkler here and she is going to talk to us about Ruby. You know, she became the CEO almost two years ago after a 25-year career in the technology sector. She's worked with small and large businesses through various stages of growth and she was a small business leader herself. Um, she fell in love with Ruby's purpose-driven mission to serve small businesses and to help them survive and thrive through real human connections. Ruby works with over 13,000 businesses across the U.S. to connect with their customers, clients, and they do that by phone and online. So they provide virtual uh, reception services and chat specialists to create meaningful human connections and build loyalty and trust. And they do it seven days a week, 365. So, you know, they are never not there for their customers. So I'm so excited to have you here with me today, Kate. And I also want to mention that, you know, Forbes magazine highlighted Ruby as one of the best small companies to work for in the U.S. And that's no small thing to get because that means your employees said you were great. So I'm so excited to have you here with me, Kate. I, as I said, I know about your company and have referred people to your company. So it's so nice to actually get a chance to talk to you. So welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. Thank you so much for having me today, Melinda. I have I am a huge proponent of all of the guidance and the advice that you give small businesses because I think our purpose is very similar. <laughs> this is about making sure we have a healthy, sustainable small business community. 
That's right. And it's worth saying that, you know, small business owners create 70 to 80 percent of the net jobs in America. So if you don't think you need to be supporting a small business, I don't know who you think you need to be supporting. But think about it. You support a small business. That means you're supporting your local community. So, Kate, tell me tell me your origin story. Right. I mean, you, you came from somewhere. So tell me how you got on this road and, and became CEO of Ruby. You know, it's 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 a funny story because I had the opportunity to meet Jill Nelson, um, the founder of Ruby, who anyone who's ever met Jill, she is this amazing entrepreneur that just has such a driven purpose and passion about small businesses. And I met her while I was actually working, interestingly enough, in investment banking. So I had had a career building and running small technology companies, and I took a little bit of a break and said, you know what, maybe I should shift to helping more small businesses grow by getting into the financing side of the business, helping them get properly funded. So I did that for about 10 years. And uh, and interestingly enough, Ruby was one of those companies that I had the opportunity to meet to say, we really want to, we want to find a way to meet and help more small businesses. Can you help us? And I remember my first conversation with Jill and she was explaining what they do. And I said, oh, you're an answering service. And I thought she was going to jump through the phone and <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm like, what did I say wrong? She's like, oh, you don't get it. And I said, clearly not, but I want to get it. Help me. And uh, she said, get on a plane and come to Portland. So I did. And I flew and went into a Ruby service center. And what I saw was nothing like I have ever seen in my life. And what it really was is Ruby's are small business advocates. They take time and they are purposeful. They are passionate about what they do. They understand the value of They create time in the day of a small business owner. They're helping screen calls. They're taking on someone's brand and reputation. And they take this job very, very, very seriously. And all throughout the halls in Ruby, you can stop anyone and say, my job here is to help small businesses thrive. And I think we all know in the last 18 months, it's been a little bit more on the survive so we can get back to thrive. But it was such an amazing business. So I had the pleasure of working with Jill many, many years ago. This was probably about 2017 to talk about maybe there are new ways to grow the business and offer services, new channels like partners to get to finding more small businesses and avenues like chat. And so I uh, worked with her for about six months, and then went back to my merry way and, and was working with a bunch of other businesses. And she called me and told me she was retiring. And, uh, and I said, oh, my gosh, let me think of all the people that could help you. She said, what about you? <laughs> and I just said, oh, my gosh, I haven't done this in so long. Are you sure you really want me? <laughs> and uh, we had a fun discussion. And, and I'll give, give her the same advice I would give anyone saying, I am intrigued. I am honored. And but you should run a thorough process. And if I'm the person that comes out the other side, this was meant to be. <laughs> but don't pick me because I'm the easy choice either. And uh, and I was the one that made it through the other side. And I've been at Ruby now for two years. Well, I think Miss Jill probably knew what she was talking about. <laughs> she, she, you know, she wasn't just going to turn her baby over to anybody. So obviously she had an enormous amount of respect and trust for you because it's hard for a small business founder to take their hand off the wheel. I mean, 
really like it is very very difficult so uh it says a whole lot about you and her that she was willing and able to do that um but that does bring me to my next question for you so like how hard was it to take over the reins from the founder you know usually it's a family member or something like that so how hard was it to step into jill's shoes it was um, it was hard, but what I have to say again, rubies at their DNA are empathetic in kind. So I went in my first day, Jill was with me. She said, let me tell you why I picked Kate and everyone is going to be fine. And it was definitely like, mm, I don't know about you. <laughs> and, but it took a little bit of time to say, by the way, I actually came here because I wasn't looking for another job. I wasn't saying, yeah, I want to be CEO again. It really was. <laughs> This was a business that has purpose, that really has a true benefit onto community. And I'm at that point in my career that I want to do things that have passion and purpose for them and not just do things for the sake of doing them. And I said, so let me tell you what I see in Ruby and what drew me to this business. And there was this deflation in the room going, oh, you get it. Like, okay, this is going to be all right. You get it. And But it was interesting because the transition from a founder-run business to we have 700 employees now, they're they're very different styles because founders and entrepreneurs, I'm sure, as you very well know, Melinda, their their persona and their financial well-being is tied up in their businesses. And so a lot of decisions have to go through one person where everyone who works for me knows like, that's your job. I don't want to make that decision. <laughs> like, what do you need? Do you need help with that decision? I'll help you, but that's your decision. <laughs> and let's, let's have everyone make decisions. So it was definitely a different shift in style. I like it. I like it. But um, so how has, how has Ruby evolved? Like even in the last two years, what yeah. kinds of things have you put in place to like, you know, kick it up a notch, if you will? Yes. So Ruby, um, we have put a bunch of investment into making sure our business can scale because our goal, growth is important, but not just financial growth. It's the ability to truly service and service well as many small business customers that need help. So some of that is doing a better job at getting awareness of who we are and what virtual reception services and virtual chat services do. So we have a responsibility to generate content and awareness going, do you know these things exist? We can help you. Um, and But making sure our technology will scale as well. And one of the things that I think is really far under the covers for a business like Ruby is how much technology we have. Because we've got 13,000 customers and every single customer is different and they have a different brand, and they have a different persona. And some of them want to grow, grow, grow. And some of them are saying, you know, this is a lifestyle business. I just want to keep it steady. And so we have to understand what are the goals of 13,000 different businesses, and how do we support their unique individual goals, their brand, their persona, their office hours. And it's extraordinarily complicated. And we do that with technology. And so we've made a major investment in technology in the last 24 months to make sure we can do that rapidly and easily at scale so that every customer is its own unique customer. So, and we can be flexible and we can provide 
um, way better proactive support to our customers. So rather than waiting for them to call us and say, hey, I have a problem, we're looking at the data going, hey, I think you have a problem. And <laughs> because we can be that leading indicator to them going, something happened in your phone call volume or your website traffic. Did you do something on the marketing side? We see it. And, and let us help you identify that maybe there should be some analysis going on. And so we want to be the extra set of eyes and ears for our customers to help them make better decisions and to even help them tie ROI on things like marketing spend. Hey, you just ran that new program? Let's give it a dedicated phone number and see how it goes. Let's see how that new radio ad works for you or see how that new marketing campaign works for you. I love it. I love it. So you guys are really data data wonks. You guys are up in there uh, looking, <laughs> looking at data analytics day and night, huh? We we absolutely are. And, and that is one thing. If I if I I tell this to small businesses a lot, is data is your best friend because it's unemotional. It's very, very, very factual. And so it's not waving a finger at you. It's just saying, hey, you, you have a problem, dig in a little bit. Or more importantly, you've got a problem coming. You can prevent that if you react now. <laughs> and so those are the things that we really are taking on as a business to be that, that business partner. So not just the person that's capturing and helping triage all of your inbound demand, but also helping you make better decisions and giving you those flags of, hey, white flag, something might be happening here. Yeah. So one of the things that I love about you guys is your slogan is we sweat the small stuff, right? And like my whole life, my mom has been like, don't sweat the small stuff and everything's small. And my mom's been telling me this for my whole life. And but you guys say, no, no, let us sweat the small stuff for you. And I really, really like that. Tell me how how you guys kind of came about using that. You know, it's um, every year Ruby has a, a slogan and sweat the small stuff was one year in our customer's shoes was another. This year is comes back to sweat the small stuff. It's about the little things. Those little things really, really, really matter. That moment of kindness and empathy will change someone's day. It really matters. And so those are all the things as we try to connect our receptionists to our customers and to their callers. And because again, this is about brand and reputation, because if you really think about what our small business customers are doing, they're outsourcing their reputation and their brand to Ruby, because we are the first communication and interaction you're going to have with that brand. And that's a big deal. Like we take that really, really, really seriously. I like it. I like it. So as I'm thinking about that, I'm like, okay, that's something to really think about. Like trust when you're, especially when you are a service business, you people can't touch and feel what you sell. Your reputation is, is, is what you're selling. So that building that trust relationship from the first phone call is just so key. And so I, that kind of dovetails into my next question about, well, how can leveraging a service like Ruby help a small business just strengthen their overall customer experience? Yeah, it, it's really two simple concepts. And one of those is trust, but I'll start with the first and it's opportunities. So as we think about 
a small business, very often a small business is too busy to answer their phone. It's a plumber that's under a house right now. It's a roofer that's on a house. It's an attorney that's in court. And so those number of interactions that they're getting, they're missing a very large number of them. But unfortunately, what's happening is all of those interactions that are coming in, 20% of them are new customers. And so those opportunities, those 20% of new customers, they're going to make a decision in one hour. So if that opportunity comes and goes within one hour, you've lost it. And so our job is to capture every single opportunity. Now, the customer, our client might not want every opportunity, but we're going to capture every single one. But if we don't establish trust after catching that opportunity, then we've already lost and that op- that lead and that opportunity went down the drain as well. And so our next goal is establish trust. And this matters a lot because if we think about where small businesses get their leads and Ruby is no different, it really is about referral and it's about, and it's user generated content and feedback about how was my experience with this particular company? And if you were to think how many times you get one negative review, it takes 12 positive reviews to wipe out the impact of one negative review. Wow. So trust really, really, really matters. And if we think time, if we think about all of the different aspects of, again, where do leads come from? If I were to put Ruby's hat on, of all of our leads come from customer or partner referrals, people who know us, that know our brand, that know our reputation, 40%. And by the way, that's like, that's the least expensive type of lead that any business can get. So we also value creating that brand and reputation because we're also lowering the cost for our customers to do business, to capture more leads. And so as we think about us for for Ruby, our goal is to capture every opportunity for our customers while establishing trust at the same time of giving more time back to our small business customers to focus on their passion and their purpose. And so it's it's a fairly big job and goal for what we wanna do. But for us to do that, our our Rubies and every single one of our receptionists and chat specialists, they have to be connected to our customer. They have to believe in their passion and their purpose and understand their contribution to community. And that's, I think, is what really is our secret sauce. So let me ask you specifically about the service. So what is the biggest difference between your live phone sort of service and your live chat service like is it just live chat like are are you guys a follow-up to like a chat bot service like how does your how does your sort of like I guess I'm asking how does your online service work because I kind of know how your phone service works right but I don't understand completely how your online service works so interestingly enough for chat we have three different offerings and they actually work seamlessly together because if you were to look at the chat environment most small businesses have not begun to use chat and it's just an awareness problem. It's definitely not a value proposition issue. It's awareness. And so if we think about 36% of small businesses don't even have a website still. And so that's one problem of going, oof, we can't have chat if you don't have website. But the other 66% that 
do have a website, very often don't even know what their traffic is. They don't remember who they host their domain with. They have no idea how to get chat working on their website. And it's intimidating. And so there, so our job is to come in and say, you know what, we can do that for you. So there's a bunch of different ways. If you buy any of our reception services, we will give you a chat bot for free. So that is actually technology, but this is just, let us give you something for free just to measure what is your traffic on your website and how many people are coming for just office hours and FAQs, which about 20% of all online questions can be answered with a chat bot intelligently set up and we have wizards to help and things like office hours, directions, et cetera. However, what we'll say is if you don't, you know, if we can't answer your question today, click to call this number and Ruby's going to answer. So we're going to make sure you don't lose that opportunity and we'll do that for you for free. So let's just test it out and measure. So it comes back to data. Let's get some data about what you have going on on your website. Where are people going? What are they doing? Where are they interacting? Now, if, the, if we now realize going, you know, you've got quite a bit of traffic. Do you have enough time? You can use our self-service chat function. And what it will do is we then upgrade and say, just walk around with a mobile phone in your pocket. And it's going to ping when somebody's on your website looking to interact. And you can interact directly just from a mobile application. Looks just like doing a text message and saying, so we can help you interact, engage with clients. And we're going to empower you to do that with a mobile phone. Or if you're in front of your desk, there's a desktop app as well. And then if, you, if you're going, but I'm one of those small businesses, I don't have enough time to do that. Then we actually have live chat answering just like our reception services. And so if you're an existing Ruby customer, we already have your company information and your instructions and we'll access all of that automatically. So it's one cohesive service and it's one cohesive view of your brand. So we have all of those different flavors because where we're finding is answering live chat, but not knowing what your website volume is. A lot of customers aren't ready to get there yet, but it's a, tell me what I have. I don't really know, but be my backup via the phone if in fact somebody's not there. I love it. I love it. Well, listen, thank you so much for explaining all this to me, but don't go away. When we come right back, I'm going to talk more with Kate Winkler about how Ruby might be able to help your small business. And we will be right back. Hi, I'm Melinda Emerson, small biz lady, and I'm known as America's number one small business expert. I know a thing or two about how to run a successful business. I've been running my own for over 20 years, and I'm often asked, how do I actually become my own boss? It starts with knowing what you want and why. Then you need to figure out how you're fun your dream business. Next, you must research your idea and make sure you understand everything that's involved. Next, you must determine your target customer, then complete your business plan. And finally, it's time to start your business as a side hustle first, if you can. I wrote my best-selling book, Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months, to give you a roadmap to business success. And over 100,000 people in multiple languages around the world have been helped by this book. And now to support people affected by this pandemic, I'm giving away a thousand copies of Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months for free. All you need to do is pay the shipping and handling fees. If you're ready to turn your calling into income, claim your free copy of my book today. Don't delay. This offer is only good while supplies last. Click the button below and get yours before they're all gone. 
Welcome back, everybody, to the Small Biz Shack podcast. I'm talking with Ruby CEO, Kate Winkler, and she's telling us about how Ruby helps small business owners. So, okay, Kate, so you've explained to us about your online live chat versus your live answering support services. So tell me, why is it so important to create sales systems even when you're just starting out in business? So most small business owners and consumers are looking for a personal experience. And so, and if we think about what their needs are and we think about our own sales interactions, number one, there's a question of, did someone answer? Because we're now in an on-demand economy. And so when someone wants something, they have a need. This wonderful time where we used to all do a bunch of research, that doesn't really happen anymore. We wait until I have a need, something's broken, I'm ready to buy, and the first person that answers, I'm going to go to Google, Google Maps, click click to call, and if they don't answer, I'm already on to the second name, then I'm already on to the third name. For a small business, the best advice that we can give them is be present, number one. Make sure you have every opportunity to service your consumers and to answer and create those opportunities, whether they be on the phone, online, ultimately in, in Ruby's roadmap, via text message, in social media, we want to be able to actually handle and communicate across any channel. And that's important for small businesses because demographics are changing and how people interact are changing. So one is be available to capture all those opportunities because I think you will be surprised how many you are missing. But again, number two is, is handle them with care because Business predominantly comes from referral and particularly for small businesses that are getting started, your most efficient channel for acquisition is referral and it's your reputation. 100%, 100%, 90% of all of your business is going to come from referrals, especially in the first two years of business without question. So how does that kind of dovetail into like, your sales system versus your customer service system? Because like those are like two different things, right? They are. They are two different things. And so our receptionists, the, what, what they do is they have technology behind them that dynamically builds call flows for our customers. Because we have 13,000 customers that have different products, different services, different hours, different goals. And so we work with our customers to dynamically build out not only their call flow to say, what is the call flow for an existing customer? This is a service path. For a potential new customer, how do I screen and generate a lead and send urgent notifications or do a real-time call connect to my client or take that customer through a potential detailed intake process? Or what happens if it's a solicitation and how can I prevent that from taking time from my small business owner. So we have dynamic call flows that build in our technology that we work with our customers to design. And here's the trick is when you design it for the first time, you'll learn a little bit and then you design and tune and design and tune. And in a given year, our customers change their call flow and their lead intake forms 10 to 12 times. It's not static. And so, because we've learned and then then they realize, okay, I've got this humming now. Now I'm going to think about advanced features. Can you give me another new DID, a telephone number? Because I'm going to run a campaign and I want to put that dedicated phone number on this campaign because I want to measure this is the first time I'm spending real money on, again, you know, a particular sales strategy and I want to measure it and we can do that. And so we have an entire customer support and success team 
that is constantly monitoring our clients' data and their interactions to say, hey, client, whatever you just did, it's working because we just saw a major spike in your call volume. And so there's something good here. And um, if that's a sales campaign, hopefully it's not a service issue, but if it is a service issue, that outreach is even as important to say, is there a service problem? Do we need to update our call flows to help diagnose and provide feedback to, again, to maintain trust with your clients right now? So again, we can dynamically change all of those call instructions. And it's important that customers think of that flow as dynamic. Now, one of the things that I believe in is when people are first starting out in business, that they start as a side hustler first. I do not believe in people quitting jobs to start businesses until they kind of are really sure who their customer is and that they have something people are willing to pay for. But if you are running a business and it's a side hustle for you and you might be working a full-time job or working flex hours and you don't really have a team, how should you approach customer service. And is that something that Ruby can help with someone who's like kind of juggling a full-time job and a, and a fledgling business? Absolutely. And again, it comes back to every call that we have, we're going to triage for, for that side hustle. And again, we have a lot of customers that fall in that category or the serial entrepreneurs where they have three businesses and they're running all three at the same time. And so being able to get that information organized that says, and where we have SLAs to say, okay, this is a potential new client. Potential new clients get live connections. And so always try to catch me on a live connection because my ability for my side hustle to turn into a full-time gig is dependent upon me winning that new business. So those are real-time live transfers. Make sure you connect me. The other thing that we do with our clients is that let's take, for instance, we can't find that person. We actually have, again, these dynamic call flows that say, but we're accepting new business. I tell you what, I see in the call instructions here because we get, we tell our clients, just put it in your mobile app that you're out of the office until 2 p.m. Melinda will be back at 2 p.m. and she'll be returning calls at that point. We're taking on new customers. Would you mind if we call you back then? Is there a good time that I can say we're going to, we can, we can reach you after 2 p.m. Because now you're not going that one hour of time that you're going to make another decision. Now you're not going to go anywhere because you know Melinda's going to call you back after 2 p.m. And the other thing is, Melinda, you can call us at 2 p.m. and saying, I don't have time to call this person back, but here's what I want you to tell them. Ruby, I want you to make an outbound call for me. Oh. And so Ruby does inbound and outbound calling. And this is what I need you to do. Go collect inf- go collect the following information, set up a schedule and schedule an appointment for me. And so we really want our customers to think of us more as a personal assistant that can help them do the inbound, the triaging, the outbound, the scheduling elements of everything that they're doing and based on different types of business propositions. So on the customer service side, if it's existing customers and we know going, gosh, I'm not gonna be able to get to that until this weekend, we can change our call flow to say, because of everything going on with COVID and hiring, we're a little bit short staff right now. I just wanna be transparent because Trust matters. And so we will get back to you. It might take us until Saturday, but pr- trust me, we're on your case. We're, we're here for you and we will get through this. We're just working through some of the stress issues and in just business right now. And if I hear that, I'm going to say, I get it. Thank you for letting me know. Saturday's no problem. But now I know and I'm willing to be patient and I'm willing to, again, maintain a relationship of trust. So 
All of these happen with the same receptionist, the same interaction flow, but we have teams to help our customers really interview them and diagnose how does your business work and how do we think about what happens with a potential new client, what happens with a returning customer, what happens when you have a service issue when you're out of office. And so we have all of those tools that we make available for clients. I love it. I actually had no idea that you guys make outbound calls too. So that's like really cool. How do you know when it's time to outsource part of this stuff? Like, how do you know? I mean, because the biggest challenge that small business owners always have is figuring out how they're going to pay for it, right? Like, oh my gosh, what is this bill going to be? So how do you know when it's time to, to outsource part of your sales process? That's a great question. And, and the answer is really is there is no bad time to do it. And what I mean by that is if you don't have enough time in your day um, as a small business owner to really, truly handle those sales inquiries and handle them again, not only to be able to capture all of them, but to establish trust, you are, you've already checked the box of, Ooh, maybe I should do this. So then the question becomes demand. Do you actually, do you have enough marketing going on where there is demand coming in and you're missing opportunities because those two things together will create an immediate ROI for a service like Ruby. Now, if you don't have enough time in your day, but you're not spending any money on marketing and you're getting six phone calls a day, Ruby can 100% get those six phone calls for you and establish trust. But your problem is probably more of a marketing problem than it is a growth in scale and in accepting the lead. So I would say really the two qualifiers are you don't have enough time, but you also are seeing some real lead flow and whether that's referrals or SEM programs or social media programs that you're running. Um, those are the two things where I would say you should have a conversation with a Ruby or another provider like Ruby. And then it becomes, okay, well, what are your business dynamics? And because there are lots of providers out there that are inexpensive, that'll just take that will 100% live answer, but they'll just take messages. Ruby is, is we're not the cheapest service, but our goal is to triage all of those calls, to prioritize, to turn them into leads, to provide intake, to do the outbound and to really act more like that assistant. And so we are actually a little bit more expensive, but I would, I would tell our customers, if you were to ask a Ruby customer I think they can tell you within one, the first month they see an ROI from Ruby. And we hear this all the time from our customers going, I didn't think I'd be able to be able to afford Ruby. And then I realized how many calls I was missing and how many opportunities. And now I see it and it paid for itself in month one. That was such valuable information. I want to hear from you now, Kate, what is your favorite business podcast? Pod Save America, because my husband obsessively listens to it and it's so good. So it's always on in my house and it's one of my favorites. You know, actually, one of my favorite podcasts is actually The Hidden Brain on NPR. Mm -hmm. I really, really like that podcast. And there's there's so many good ones out here. I really like that podcast. Mm -hmm. So what is your favorite business app? This is the first thing that came to the top of my head, and you won't think it's a business app, but I'll explain why I think it is Candy Crush, because I have, we are constantly evolving and problem solving, and it reminds me to slow down and stop and observe what the problem is and to think 
three steps ahead. And I'm not kidding. Since I started playing that, it has made me more patient as a problem solver. And it really says, no, 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 don't just start solving. Stop for a second and observe. <laughs> okay. Listen, I'll take it any way you want to give it to me. All right. I don't know. I've never played Candy Crush. I, I avoid all video games like, like the plague. But anyway, so what is your favorite old school marketing tip? Oh, for me, it's all about the customer testimonial because it really does come back to referral and who better to sell your product or your service and the people who use it. I love that. I love that. Asking, the getting into the habit of asking for referrals yes. is something that I'm always talking about to small business owners because it's like, no, ask them for a referral. And yep. four to seven days after you just delivered something to them is the best time to ask them for a yep. referral. So I 100% believe in that. Kate, what is your favorite business book? Mine is probably Culture Code um, because it's, really simplifies just this magnifying power of culture, but in into three fairly simple guides and tools, which is create a safe environment, allow people to just share vulnerability and establish purpose. And if you have those three things, you eliminate the barriers of what creates highly productive teams. And uh, it's just such a fascinating read because they even talk about all different kinds of teams from professional MBA teams to a pool of criminals. So it's a fascinating read <laughs> and kindergartners versus lawyers. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's fabulous. Interesting. Interesting. Well, my favorite business book is Disrupt You by Jay Samet. And I love this book because he says, it's great that you want to disrupt the world. How about you start by disrupting yourself? And I love that. I love anytime you can think about how you can be your best version of you. And his book is really, really brilliant for that. And so with that, that's it, guys. So thank you so much for being my guest on this edition of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. And thank you all for joining me for this episode of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I've got a brand new book coming out. It's called Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months, the revised and expanded edition. If you are interested in being one of my beta readers and getting your hands on that book and some other cool stuff early before everyone else, head over to succeedisyourownboss.com slash join the book team. If you do that, I'm going to make sure that you have an opportunity to get in on what we're going to call the book launch team. And so don't miss out for that. So thank you so much, everyone, for joining us on today's episode. If you want more information about how to start and grow a successful small business, head over to smallbizladyuniversity.com and sign up for my course, How to Sell and Market Online. Get your business going in the right direction. Thank you all. The mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, your host, and I'll leave you with this. You never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Melinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, visit succeedasyourownboss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.